0: Do you love true crime, but are looking for something different? Do you like learning about cases so off
1: the wall they can't possibly be true?
2: Do you love history, but want to hear about what they didn't teach you in school?
0: Do you like laughing awkwardly about cases that are bizarre and a little strange? Then we have the podcast for you. Join me, Lindsay.
1: And me, Madison,
0: for Yield Crime. Where we discuss the funny strange and obscure crimes of yesteryear
1: listen every wednesday wherever you get your podcasts
0: and we'll see you next
1: time with another tale as old as crime go ask alice is a show intended for adult audiences because adults want to learn too sometimes we cover sensitive material so please take care of yourselves and listener discretion is advised now on to the show Hello, Internet friends, and welcome back to another episode of Go Ask Alice, the show where we jump down random Internet rabbit holes and bring you wonderful factoids for our adventures in Wiki Wonderland. I'm Drew, and always remember to optimize your PDFs. With me is.
0: I'm Lindsay, and I am a registered lethal weapon. What?
1: <laughs> I'm Gene,
2: and I'm your daddy. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is the show
0: where we jump down random internet rabbit holes every week. We all start on the same starting page, and we wander around Wikipedia using hyperlinks within the article until we land on something we cannot stop reading. We are bursting with excitement to share it with each other and with all of you. This week, we started on a very special page chosen by a very special person, Swash. Yes, Swash. Swash Plate. You've seen him. You know him. You love him. Never Gene heard of loves them. him biblically.
2: Never heard of him. kind of fucking stupid name is Swashplate?
0: <laughs> Swashplate is one of our esteemed patrons who subscribed at a tier that allows him to choose our start page and our question of the week. So this mm-hmm. is a dedicated Swash episode. Before we reveal all of our topics, we do have to answer Swash's question of the week. Yeah. So Gene... Normally, it's Sarah who does question of the week, but you are our third member today. Do you want to do our question?
2: Oh, good thing I have this pulled up because I was like, wait, what's the question? <laughs> 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 yeah, sure. The question is, what is your favorite paradox? Mm. Mm. Do
0: you guys have a favorite paradox?
2: Me? Absolutely. What's have, yours? Have you heard
1: the paradox of tolerance? No. Oh, it, like oh, you, oh, at what point? At what point do you become too tolerant of toler- intolerance? Kind of a thing. You,
2: kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. So, what? Um, yeah, it, it's it's kind of like the cyclical thing where it's like, how do you tolerate intolerance? You can't, mm. because if you mm-hmm. do, then the intolerant people will try to destroy the tolerant people. So you have to kind of like be a hypocrite, a hypocrite, and be intolerant. Of the intolerant. Yes. That is
0: fascinating. <laughs> yeah. To ensure the survival of the tolerance. Exactly. You have to Prime be example.
2: Intolerant. Nazi Germany. <laughs> like, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow, that's a good one. I've never heard like a title for that yeah. paradox. Mm-hmm.
2: I love that one. Always on my mind.
0: Uh Drew, do you have a favorite?
1: Of course I do. Have you heard of the bear can paradox? The what? No. So. So the bear can paradox, I guess it's kind of like a, a, I don't know if it's so much a paradox, but the problem is you cannot design the perfect bear can. It is impossible. What's a bear because can? It le- uh, prevents bears from getting into your like oh, food. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> like when you're so, camping.
1: Yeah, when you're camping. The problem is there's overlap between the dumbest humans and the smartest bears. Oh, no. Such that <laughs> if you design a bear can that's perfect to prevent all of the smartest bears from getting into it, the dumbest humans will not be able to get into it. And if you design it so that the dumbest humans can in, can get into it, the smartest bears will be able to get into it. Therefore, you cannot design the perfect bear can because there's too much overlap between the dumbest humans and the smartest bears. And that's the paradox. You I, know,
0: I
2: don't want to know if I land in
0: that
1: middle. Like, <laughs> I do want to know where
2: we all land. Also, I was totally I expecting something philosophical. We got bear can. Bear can. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Great. We we had some very good listener submissions too. So on our Discord, because um, we have a question of the week channel, we had like all of these great discussions about the different paradoxes people brought up. But Cake Mastermind immediately was like, keyboard error, press one F1 to continue. Which is a paradox because if there's a keyboard error, how can pressing a key help ah. you continue? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I was like, what's paradox there? But Yeah, yeah it's using the keyboard, right? Um yeah. moth followed that up with this page intentionally left blank. If that's <laughs> on the page. <laughs> the oh, page god. is not blank. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Robin of the Robin fame. Um followed that up with a visual paradox so basically mc escher's work that's like very trippy and hard to actually follow is a artistic form of a paradox love those yeah and uh we even had a submission on our instagram that was the grandfather paradox from michael with a (laughs) b where's the (laughs) b where's the (laughs) b where's the b
1: (laughs) <laughs> we did. We
0: we actually had that exchange on the. <laughs> I commented on his username. <laughs> if, for anyone who doesn't know, that's a, a famous Vine. Yes. <laughs>
2: oh, gotcha.
0: Um, Geist followed it up, very philosophical and uh, very deep with paradoxic gender. So I guess in LGBTQ, um, I guess umbrellas there is this like. Uh, paradox of gender that in the very quick wiki like link basically sums it up as Schrodinger gender. I think <laughs> it's like Schrodinger's like is it alive is it dead is it masculine is it feminine uh, being a gender but having no gender at the same time. I thought that was awesome.
1: Ooh. Yeah, that's cool. Uh,
0: Wakanov, which uh, was just another one of our streamer friends, Wakanov brought up Russell's paradox. That states, you'll never get this from the name, but if you have a list of lists that does not list themselves, then that list must list itself because it doesn't contain itself. However, if it lists itself, then it contains itself, meaning it cannot list itself. That is...
1: (laughs) (laughs) My brain knows. My brain just explodes. Cannot compute. Press F1. I'd have to write that out. I just, I that's like (laughs) too big brain for me.
0: That one is very hard to follow. Um, If you guys would like to either comment on some of these paradoxes or share your own, the question of the week channel is the best place to do it. Because I was, I was actually thinking about this the other day. Like, there is no good online place to have a serious conversation. (laughs) 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 Like, you're not gonna post your real thoughts on Reddit or Twitter. Or something, God, God forbid. Like you know, like so. I really treasure our Discord as a place to actually have like a genuine conversation. Asian with someone, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great here. Um, and I do feel like I should probably bring up Swashplate's f- favorite paradox yeah. while yeah, we're I talking think so. about it. Yeah, I don't completely understand it. It is the paradox oh, no. of social interaction.
2: Paradox of social interaction.
0: Yeah. So, uh, it is the paradox of social interaction which apparently means that to interact with people, you have to share like a common understanding about something and you have to have the same interpretation of what you're talking about. But if you haven't yet communicated the thing that you're trying to communicate, how can you share an understanding about it? I think is, is kind of the, the gist of this. So Mm -hmm. the, the official text from Swashplate himself says, It's a common occurrence during social interactions where parties face a problem of mutual prediction. They must both have the same interpretation to have a successful interaction. But basing this off of ambiguous information most of the time results in a social paradox. So I think it's that you have to understand each other to understand each other.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense.
0: (laughs) And just to add the final member to our list of lists of paradoxes. My favorite paradox is Olber's paradox, which I love to break students' brains with. Have you heard this before? No, no, please. If our universe is made up of stars in every single direction and every direction is not distinct or special from one another, then why is the night sky dark? If there are stars everywhere, then why isn't it bright at night? Uh. It should be that you pick any direction and travel in a straight line, and you'll find a star, or you'll find something. So why is the night sky dark?
2: Um, well, <laughs> is there an actual answer for that, though? Like a scientific oh, yeah, answer? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's, it is true, but there's also just a lot of gas and dust in the way, and you know, light kind of redshifts um, out of our vision. So, you know, it's true that there's light in every single direction, but it also means that you can't see it all at once.
2: Yes,
1: true. <laughs> there's gas and dust in the way
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's the podcast so thanks everyone for coming you, I think
1: we had a great discussion. Bye.
0: <laughs> okay let's get to the good stuff
2: debatable what do you want from me now oh where did we start we started on demon core which um from from my <laughs> loose understanding is like the 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 thing inside of like an atomic bomb a nuclear bomb where I, I don't know I quickly skimmed over and I was like boring Swash you suck <laughs>
1: no no <laughs>
0: I want everyone to know listening in that this is special treatment for our patrons <laughs> yes if you want to receive verbal abuse <laughs> please be our subs <laughs> I've, I've known
2: Swash for over a year we're good friends I get to verbally abuse him and in just one
0: year you can occur you can you can get <laughs> you can your get. own verbal abuse by by. <laughs> that's
2: right that's right. But it's basically like this core of elements inside of a nuclear bomb and once it destabilizes from like an impact or whatever, the things interact and fucking blow up and then all hell breaks loose and it's not a good time. Well, I mean I it guess is. that sounds interesting the way I put it, but I wasn't interested when I was reading about it. So I skipped <laughs> very, very very far away from Demon Core. Great name by I the love way. That.
0: I guess it sounds interesting when I talk about it, but when you read it, it's
2: like... <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> I think that's the, the premise of...
0: The... <laughs> I think that's the whole point of the show.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. <laughs> but, um, okay. so where did everybody end up?
0: <laughs> I... I was so, I was trying so hard. I was telling you guys on Discord, um, I really wanted to stay on Demon Core. I thought it was a genre of music. And then when I found <sighs> out what it was, I was like, oh my God, this is really cool. I almost stayed there, but it's a little too close to work because I work on Supernovae, which are basically Demon Cores inside stars. Oh, no. Which could be cool, but I think everybody's eyes would glaze over once I start talking. So I instead. Landed on dishwasher salmon. <laughs> dishwasher
2: salmon. salmon? <laughs> <Yeah>. The fuck. <laughs>
0: That's what you take issue with, is the. Salmon. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: All right. Wow, Drew. I ended up on something called the loudness war or the loudness race. Ooh. Ooh okay. Like the penis game. Wait. what? <laughs> that was a. That was a quick pivot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, the penis game, you, you get louder every single time you shout penis until someone oh. shouts at the loudest. So I guess that is kind of a loudness the war. penis but... game. Got it. I
2: thought of Did you else. not play that? No, 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 no. I, no. Okay. <laughs> Moving on.
1: <laughs> Moving on.
2: I've played many penis games, including that one.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. But that's not the first
2: one that came to mind. <laughs> Good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Where did you end up, Gene?
2: (laughs) Um, I ended up kind of on a hodgepodge of different things based on one thing, and that one thing is bogs. But my topic is hidden treasures in bogs. (gasps) Oh! And uh, it's subjective, what treasures mean, because some of these are definitely not treasures.
0: So are you going to talk about what you think are treasures?
2: Sure. We can put it that way.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a really nice rock. I've put pictures of really nice rocks in. Rocks? No, <laughs> nah,
2: no rocks. No rocks.
0: We've got dishwasher salmon. We've got loudness wars, and we've got bog treasures. Bog oh, treasures. I feel like both mine and jeans are wet.
2: Oh, always.
1: <laughs> oh, sorry. I need to. I need to get
2: out of streamer mode and focus on
1: podcast mode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bonk! Get out of here. Bonk. I think our audiences overlap quite a bit. Straight if you guys want more jail. of this,
0: <laughs> Twitch.tv/Shawonzi will get you more oh. of this live stream. Yes. If you, if you can't get enough, Gene.
2: come at your own um, risk. And that is a double entendre. <laughs> come at your own risk. <laughs>
0: How about we do? I feel like dishwasher salmon could be a bog treasure. I feel like we could do it. Kind of makes sense to me to do like we ramp up to loudness war. Like, does that make sense as like the crescendo? It does make sense.
1: (laughs) It does make sense.
0: So do you want to do Gene Me Drew?
1: That works for me. Oh
2: boy. I start again. What is this trend? Oh. Oh.
0: You could go second if you want.
2: Nah, let's get this shit over with. (laughs) Oh. Only the best for you, folks. Only the best for you guys. Bugs, What a fascinating yeah. little topic. <clears throat> for those that don't know. <laughs> already. Already.
0: Just What
2: a fascinating topic. <laughs> it really is, actually. This is something that pleases me greatly because I'm an environmentalist. I like nature. So bogs are actually massive carbon sinks. Do you know what that is? A carbon sink?
0: No, tell us.
2: It's it's yeah, like yeah, tell us. I guess like really to get to the point, a carbon sink is something natural in the world. I guess it doesn't have to be natural, but primarily natural that just sucks up carbon and holds it.
0: Okay, and we want that to happen. Of course,
2: because to... like we don't want carbon in our atmosphere because that's what creates global warming. Yeah. So bogs are massively impressive carbon sinks. They pull carbon out of the atmosphere through something called sphagnum mosses and other plants i'll I'll let you mull that word over (laughs) (laughs) but then these mosses and plants die over time and they cannot fully decompose because of their environments which as you remember are low in oxygen highly acidic uh all that stuff so they basically kind of just partially decompose slowly sink down and turn into peat which is this thick-ass layer of, like, semi-decayed stuff, which holds all yeah. of that carbon in it. And so this essentially halts the cyclical process of plant life and death um, and prevents the release of carbon back into the atmosphere. That's why these are carbon sinks, because they just suck it all in and hold it. Oh, and yeah. trap
0: it. Like, so they it just, just
2: keep sucking, 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 and it's amazing. Um, but unfortunately, <laughs> as always, humans ruin everything. Um, mm-hmm. Humans have already drained and repurposed 15% of these unique zones into farmland. Um, sometimes, Like, I think I read Philippines or Indonesia or something like that. They, like, completely drained an entire bog system and made it into palm oil plantations. Oh, shit. Which is also problematic for other reasons, but that's a different topic. But yeah, this consequentially, has released a ton of carbon back into the atmosphere. And actually, there's like a huge red flag with um, peat harvesting because peat is like a really nice fuel. It burns hotter than wood. It's very useful to um, lots of different purposes, and it's really easy to harvest. And these peat bogs are being harvested, and all this stuff is burning, and it's releasing massive amounts of um, carbon emissions back into the atmosphere, which is bad. We need to protect our boglands, not fucking... Utilize them, burn them, like burn. Yeah. Parasitic <laughs> little goblins <laughs> that we are. That's my little spiel about bogs. I want to kind of get some good info in there. Get you in, uh, get you. Uh, what was the word? How did you phrase it? Build, like build, the the build, build the scene. Build, build yeah, the scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the scene is set, and now we move on to two of my favorite things you can find buried deep beneath bogs. Yeah, yeah. The first one. After I one... said don't
0: touch it. Oh, don't touch it. <laughs> Sorry.
2: <laughs> you, you don't want to <laughs> touch this either. I mean, you don't want to touch either of these things. But the first one is bog butter. No. So bog butter, it's an ancient and waxy substance found in bogs, particularly in Ireland and Scotland. So these these date back to roughly 2000 to... 3,000 years ago, but some experts have estimated they go as far back as 5,000 years. So wow. old butter, old butter. Oh, old butter. <laughs> uh, nearly 500 samples have been recovered since the 17th century, and they are typically found buried inside of wooden containers such as buckets, kegs, barrels, dishes, and churns. Um, sometimes you'll also find them in animal bladders and layered like plant fibers, so kind of like a woven basket type situation.
0: What? what sort of state is it in? Do you know? Like almost it, pristine,
2: like, almost pristine. You can eat no this shit, way. although it's not recommended. <laughs> it's not recommended. Really, wait, well, so, I ate so this crazy. and was like, Mm-mm. it's crazy.
0: Well, like, what is it made of that it doesn't really like? Because I imagine from from especially your beautiful scene setting that it's it seems like it would be kind of hot. In a bog. But you said it's in cold it's settings. Cold.
2: Actually. It's actually cold.
0: So it's not like this is going to melt, although I don't know if it would melt yeah. like bat- butter.
2: You know what's funny? It almost doesn't matter what anything is made of because bogs are the perfect place to preserve things because of their acidic, cold, low oxygen nature. It's basically a giant pickle swamp, a pickle jar swamp. <laughs> <laughs> The original motivation of uh, creating bog butter is still unclear to most scientists, although we assume it was done to prevent spoilage because bogs are just so good at preserving things. Remember, again, like I said, cold, low oxygen, high acidity makes... Like a perfect combination of preservative uh, properties. So, another theory is that burying uh, this butter and other foods in general in bogs was a preventive form of food processing as the chemical reaction in the soil helps to transform foods into more palatable products. Bogs have like no salt in them. Um, no, I'm sorry, uh, fats, these fats like butters and water don't have any salt in them, so it's kind of just like because we like salted butter, we don't like regular butter right here. The salted butter is superior by far. Not that bogs have a lot of minerals in them because they are nutrient low, but they do have other things in them that add flavor. So the theory is that they would bury foods in there, not only to preserve them, but add flavor and make them more palatable. So one other theory is that these butters and other provisions were buried in bogs as a strategy to avoid loss from theft and invasions. Because we're talking about Ireland and Scotland primarily here and the very war-torn countries back in the medieval Iron Ages and whatnot. Um, so basically, they would just try to hide it so that it wouldn't get stolen from them because butter was considered a luxury food in early medieval Ireland. Like, that shit was bougie. And interestingly, I looked extra into this. You could use butter as a form of payment for taxes, rent, fines, and other services. Also, butter is practical in the sense that you can use it to waterproof boats and stuff like that. And you can Oh, make... yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very useful. You can make candles out of it. You can even apparently make... Cement with it as like a <laughs> part mixture, which I didn't want, even want to get into that. But yeah, butter back in the day, wonderful. I mean, I guess it's still wonderful now, but I don't, I don't eat it. The um, duct
0: tape of the Iron Age. Yes.
2: <laughs> really, though. So that's w- one of the two things that I was like, holy shit, I have to talk about this. The other thing is bog bodies.
1: Or, yeah. I had a feeling
2: that was, that was coming up. Or bog people, which is the other term for them. As you might have guessed... These are human cadavers that have been naturally mummified in peat bogs. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yes. Were
0: they put there on purpose?
2: Uh, you'll never know, but probably. <laughs> um, they have been typically found by those nasty peat harvesters I was telling you about, taking all that peat out and burning it. But, you know, I guess we all got to make money somehow. Hundreds of bog bodies have been discovered and recovered and studied but only about 50 remain intact today and this is because of really shitty preservative property or uh, methods i guess techniques that like only developed after a bunch of them were already found um yeah so they range from partial skeleton remains that does count by the way a bog body if it's just a skeleton found in a bog it's still a bog body it doesn't have to be all intact But so partial skeleton remains all the way to so well preserved that they have been mistaken for recently murdered victims. Like, could have wow. happened a couple weeks ago. <laughs> so reasons for these people ending up buried in bogs are speculative and include things such as being social outcasts, being driven out of villages and whatnot to go die in the bogs. Um, witches, of course. How can it not be witches? Fucking burn the witch and bury her. Uh, legal hostages killed over broken treaties What? what? Okay I'm, I'm, Remember war torn countries Lots of tribal stuff going yeah. on I don't know if it's tribal Clans I guess it's in Ireland It's not tribes it's clans
1: yeah, I guess, yeah.
2: um, Throw them in the bog Ritual sacrifice big one Ritual sacrifice Because they believed in a lot of those Gods and goddesses and all that <laughs> Gotta appease them Otherwise the rain won't come um, the building won't
1: stand. Yes. And, victims, <laughs> no, <where> the building
2: <laughs> and The last one was victims of unusual death being buried according to traditional customs in bogs. Um, so the oldest known bog body is the and I'm going to I'm going to butcher these names because they're all like Danish and shit. And I can't um, the Kolbjörg man who is age 25 um, based on carbon dating and all that. And he is estimated to be going back to 8,000 BCE in what is now Denmark. So this is wow. the oldest bog body we have discovered. And um, for clarity, he was a skeleton. He was not fully preserved because, I mean, even in the perfect conditions, I'm assuming 8,000 years is a little is a little much <laughs> for yeah. the body to wow. tolerate even in pristine conditions. Unless it's like formaldehyde, which it's not. And he was one of the few remains that his body showed no, or his skeleton showed no signs of violence or any sort of abuse or sacrifice. He, in, 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 he was fine. He was healthy. We don't know why he ended up in the bog, but he is. He was in the bog, and he is the oldest that we know about. I don't have much info on him, unfortunately, just, just the fact that he's ancient AF. Um, yeah, right? Yeah. And then we get to the Toland Man, which is the, the man who looks like he's peacefully sleeping with his eyes shut. Um, and he's forty years old, according to their research, and he is one of the most well-preserved bodies that has ever been discovered, especially in the face region. Because you you can see in that picture, you'll you'll see it uh, on our Twitter or wherever we will post it. I, I don't know, Lindsay will tell us about that later. But like you can see <laughs> yeah. his stubble, you can see every little wrinkle on his eyelids. Like he is yes. beautifully preserved, and I feel bad for him that he died. He carbon dates back to around 400 BCE, which is Whoa. way closer to us Holy than 8000 BCE. Um
0: still that's over 2000 years old.
2: Yeah, that's a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, he's he's old af. Um he was discovered in 1950 and people thought actually as I said before that they just found someone who had had been recently murdered. Makes sense. Yeah, they thought he was murdered because he had a noose around his neck.
0: Oh. <gasps> yeah. Oh.
2: Yes. Um, Did
0: not know that.
2: So this indicates that he was hung. It was believed that he was part of a ritual sacrifice, which I did mention before. It was one of the theories that a lot of people ended up in bogs because of ritual sacrifice. So he was definitely killed by other people and placed there on purpose. So the Toland Man is actually displayed in Denmark's Silkborg Museum, although the body is actually a reconstructed fake. Um, The real body started to grow mold and decay down to the bone before better uh, preservative techniques were developed. So they cut off the head, uh, let the body, they tried to des- desiccate it, like dry it out, but like it just basically crumbled because it started to mold and get all nasty. So, but they, they managed to save the head and then reconstruct the body based on the skeleton that remained. So that's in, uh, if you're interested to go see it, you can go to Denmark Silkborgs museum. And then the last picture I have is the other man facing down. And um, we don't, we don't want to look at his face. It's, it's kind of, it's, it's not good. I, I didn't post that on purpose. It's very, it's very ghoulish. Um, but he, he's called, the I don't know how to say this, Grabali, the Grabal man, age 30. Dates back to 29 BCE, so around the same time as these other two. And he was another victim of ritual sacrifice, having his throat slit from ear to ear, which is impossible to do yourself. So it was definitely not Sewer Slide. It was someone kill his ass and then buried him. Um,
0: he but, was in the same spot?
2: No, he was in a different spot. He was in a different spot. Uh, thankfully, but the interesting the, the thing that, about him that I thought was really interesting and I wanted to point him out and spotlight him was that his hands and fingers were so well preserved that researchers were able to get full-blown finger uh, fingerprint records off of him. What? And we're talking about like, again, almost 2,000 years ago or around 2,000 years ago. These hands are so well preserved that they got full fingerprints off of him.
0: That is amazing. That's like better than Pompeii
2: crazy it's absolutely better yeah. than pompeii and if you're interested in seeing his full body uh outside of the internet you can go to the danish mosgaard museum all of these places by the way in denmark like they're obsessed with bog bodies which i guess makes sense because a lot of them were found in that area but denmark is where you want to go for museums and um bog bodies it's um, your bog pilgrimage i guess on a sadder note uh yeah i guess this is sad the youngest, or actually, I don't know how to say this. The youngest, the freshest, the newest bog bodies we have out there, as opposed to like the oldest ones, are um, those of soldiers who were killed and lost in the Soviet Union's wetlands during the Second World War.
0: Wow. So they're so they so went, they're still making bog bodies today.
2: Yeah, they're still finding missing soldiers out there. And I guess they're, I don't know how, how you would say it, the newest or... Not not the yeah, oldest, obviously, most... the opposite of that. I don't want to say, like, the youngest, because that doesn't really make The freshest <laughs> one could say. That's why I said, the freshest, I don't know. But, yeah. Um, recent? Recent. Uh, most recent, I guess, like, in history. Um,
0: yeah.
2: Or, like, in the timeline of history. Like, yeah, Second World War, lots of bodies were lost in these wetlands, wow. and they're still finding them. It's crazy. Wow. So, um, yeah,
0: not just for ancient bodies.
2: No, not just ancient. I mean, like, this was what? The Second World War was, what, 19... Was it 30s, 40s? Yeah, I don't remember. I'm I'm super shit at history, but yeah, like not even 100 years ago, the bugs are doing their thing, preserving, which I guess is a good thing. But I don't know. It Depends on your perspective. A couple of other oddities to end on, which is just like flavor text at this point. Actually, I, I love. I, I would love to end on this one. Um, 2,000 about 2,100 years ago, there was something called the Corlea Trackway and this was literally just a kilometer long road made out of wooden boards which took hundreds of oak trees to make took like years to make that just leads into the heart of a bog for no fucking reason there's nothing what? there <laughs> there's <laughs> nothing there of significance nothing no villages no monuments nothing it's just just goes to the center or tries to go to the center of a bog and then they estimate that it lasted for a year or two and the bog just took it back over oh my god so so these people around 2000 years ago made this giant ass road made out of wood into a bog and the bog just swallowed it up and the people, bog was like I'll take that thing people you that have much. no idea what it was for cuz there was nothing of significance out there <laughs> ever so they're thinking maybe an- ritual shit yeah. maybe ritual sacrifices, maybe they use that road to bring people out there, worship their gods or whatever, bury some people, cut some throats, you know, good times, yeah, just dump them
0: right there, yeah,
2: but yeah, it was taken over, and actually um, I don't know if it's in a museum or not, but they excavated a portion of it, dried it out, and like made it into like a building or whatever, so you can see the remains of the road like in its oh, dry cool. state, really cool, yeah, uh, hey. I, wish I oh, I should have gotten a picture of that, but yeah maybe after afterwards,
0: but like you know my theory is. Old timey national park because if anybody, <laughs> if if we just let Yellowstone like grow over, people would find that and be like, they just had these fucking ramps going into what? Yeah, no,
2: what happened here? Yeah. It's just so weird to me. I'm like, what? Why would you make a road into the middle of nowhere and then just be like, yeah, let's abandon this sightseeing? So weird. Sightseeing, exactly. I guess so. Yeah, but um, if you, you guys know,
0: have theories listening, I want to hear them.
2: Yeah. And I'm not even going to list all the other ones. I'm just going to say the oldest artifact I could find that was found in a bog is going to be um, an old ass canoe from ten and a half thousand years ago that was excavated from a bog. So imagine everything else in between from then to now. <laughs> it's it's, <laughs> it's too be... much stuff to list. I've talked too much already. I'm sorry. This lasted way longer let than I thought be your it would. anchor. Be my sorry. anchor. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, bogs and their hidden treasures. Brought to you by me. (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: a beautiful place to end. Bog canoe and everything in between up till now. (laughs) Up till now, yeah. Okay, I feel like I'm about to talk about the modern day bog. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Other than the fact that Gene was like, yeah, there are literally still bodies in bogs right now. But... The I want I want to preface what I'm about to say with the, with the fact that I almost talked about the history of the dishwasher. And let me tell you, it is sh- a short history because the dishwasher is a very new invention. Oh. yeah, um, Really only in the last like 100 years or so within the last 100 years. Like I think it's like, oh, early prototypes or whatever you want to loosely call a dishwasher is from like 1850, so fine. But like el- electric dishwashers as we know them right now, really not till like the 50s. Okay. I think purists not bad, not will bad. probably argue. What I'm about to tell you is that people cook salmon in their dishwasher.
2: Oh, that's nasty. Like like while washing things? That is the art
0: of dishwasher salmon. No. <laughs>
2: no. I don't want to hear about this. <laughs> I wanted to <laughs>
0: Um, I, like I said, was going to talk about the history of the dishwasher <laughs> and in a bullet point somewhere, it was buried like dishwasher salmon had its own hyperlink. And I was like, all right, gotta, well, gotta click
1: on that. <laughs> that's me. That's my stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So dishwasher salmon is exactly what it sounds like. You wrap up salmon. With herbs, with butter, whatever, in tin foil, put it in your dishwasher, and some people argue that you can wash your dishes at the same time. Well,
2: I, I would assume <laughs> that's the whole point, no?
0: Well, some people argue that if you don't get it perfectly airtight, you oh, could yeah. accidentally, you know, get Damn soap it. in yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get soap in there. But I read an official recipe, and it said depending on the model of dishwasher and the cycle. Salmon is broiled, steamed, and baked, and people eat it and swear by it and say that it's delicious, but a lot of other people don't wash the dishes at the same time and just run salmon through the dishwasher as is, and it comes out fully cooked. No cooking odors at all. If you don't like to cook
2: fish, oh, because of the fish. that's oh. actually kind of smart and also still gross, but smart.
0: <laughs> well, so... The way also I started to kind of get into the way dishwashers work and the idea is that you have these two kind of spinning blades that have holes in them. You force water through them and the pressure of the water forces these like propellers to kind of spin and you get everything nice and wet. And then there's this heating coil on the bottom that kind of dries things. So I actually wanted to ask you guys, what is the worst thing, non-dishes thing that you put in your dishwasher?
2: I don't. The I don't use a dishwasher. Thing. You don't? I wash my dishes by hand, like a normal person. Like Gene, a... you're
0: like. Don't you live <laughs> in like a nice house? Yes,
2: yeah, so I mean we have a dishwasher. I don't use it though. I'm like this is this seems wasteful and lazy. What the fuck is wrong? With you? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's gross. The idea of dishwasher is nasty to me. You like, you like pre rinse your dishes, which you, like you all might as well already be cleaning them at that point, and then you like Fair. put your like semi-dirty dishes to just sit there for a while and like grow bacteria <laughs> on them and, and granted yeah okay like the soap and the hot water would in theory get rid of it all but i'm like i don't trust a spinning blade to do that for me i trust my hands and my eyes to Fair. do that for me correctly <laughs> so yeah no, i don't use a dishwasher and i don't put anything into a dishwasher
0: i don't trust them
2: i don't trust, I don't them. trust them i don't believe in them <laughs> maybe i'm not no. maybe i'm abnormal then i'm not normal
0: I mean, I I applaud you. I think that's wonderful. I think those are very good reasons and probably better for the environment. What about you, Drew? What's the worst thing you put in your dishwasher?
1: I put everything in my dishwasher. I don't give a shit. <laughs>
0: Do you put non, non-plateware
1: in your dishwasher? Of course. I put fucking everything in my dishwasher. Oh, my God. Such as? What? Wait. Such as? Such as anything. Like, anything I eat out of it, I fucking put in my dishwasher. Oh, that's what I mean. I mean, I get dishwasher. Oh, Oh, you mean like... Like fucking what? So I
0: put my kitchen sponges in my dishwasher.
1: That's fine. That's normal. Well,
0: I will say what made me feel a little bit more comfortable is that there were some recipes I found where you actually use like an airtight mason jar. And, like, seal that up, and then you actually wash the dishes with your food. And I guess that was meant to be a little bit better, or you could just, like, seal, I think, jars kind of wait, that way. Wait,
2: for the salmon? You put the salmon in there and seal it up?
0: Yeah, but I watched a video, like, full-on watched a video of this couple who were, like, you know, flirting and whatever people... Like, I feel like there's, like, a happy world of, like, recipes that, like, people live in. So, uh-huh. like, this happy recipe couple was like, oh, I love our life. Let's put a mason jar. Like, it was like lobster tail or something they put it in the jar and then just like these sticks of butter in the jar and then like it came out steamed and buttered
2: yeah i, can, I mean i could see it's just such a weird way to go about it like a dishwasher why don't you just put that in a pot with some hot water you know what if, i mean like if you're
1: gonna if you're gonna run the dishwasher why not get a little food for rewards yeah it's like, inefficient i get it i get it i just hate it as a I
2: reward. emptied out the dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah.
0: Let me take out these steamed carrots as a tasty little
2: snack for my hard work. Honestly but though, like I, like I get it. It's crazy. But I
0: don't want I don't want any kind of cross-contamination. I don't want like fish guts on my well, clean dishes. Well, first of all,
2: <laughs> no one's cooking salmon with the guts inside as far as I know. But secondly, <laughs> that's, that's, like that's the, the whole fish. point of this sealed mason jar. It's kind of genius and I hate it.
0: It, yeah, I mean, yes. And, and I will say that it goes beyond salmon. Even Oprah has recipes on her website fuck. for full lunch plates that you cook in the dishwasher. What and the I fuck? wrote down the example. It was for noodles, asparagus, and salmon. All of them cooked in the dishwasher all at once. So I will post the link to Oprah's own very own God-given website and show you that even <laughs> Oprah recommends it. But there is actually a cookbook. Let's see. It had a very pretentious title. Hang on.
2: I can't wait to hear what our listeners think about this. <laughs> I literally cannot wait. I'm so excited.
0: I have a horrible feeling people are going to come out of the woodwork and say that they do it all the time. That's
2: <laughs> no. that's great though. Like I'm I'm literally like this is that you are saving gas and energy by combining two things into one, two two very unlikely things into one, and being smart and efficient about it. It's it's amazing to me. I'm not gonna do I will it. Say, but it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you've
0: completely come around because at first you're like, oh, I fucking hate this. And now I think it's brilliant. This is brilliant. <laughs> this is the
2: greatest. <laughs> I, I mean, I still hate it, but it's brilliant.
0: Then uh, Lisa Casali was the author of a uh, actual cookbook for dishwasher recipes. And it's called Cucinare in Lava Cucinare. So I think it's Italian for cooking in your dishwasher. And apparently oh, yeah. the cookbook is only available in Italian. So maybe not pretentious in, in, in translation. <laughs> it's probably just... <laughs> I don't know. I saw the Italian title and I was like, of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's extremely straightforward. Uh, But, yeah, so she has all kinds of recipes of full-on meals that you cook in your dishwasher, but I didn't – I couldn't find a free PDF, uh, so I don't know if she uses the sealed method or the, like,
2: tinfoil method. I would never – Not in tinfoil, no. You gotta be fucking crazy to do that. I
0: kind of went down a rabbit hole though of like unconventional uses of your dishwasher and what people have done. So one thing that I discovered was that to clean your dishwasher, some sites recommend using lemon Kool-Aid
2: like the powder? First of all, mm-hmm. that's a thing. Lemon Kool Aid? Yeah, yeah all kinds of Kool Aid. <laughs> I didn't know. I thought there was just red Kool Aid and that was it. <laughs> no, no, there's so oh Today God. I learned. What the fuck? <laughs>
0: Did I learn this lemon Kool Aid? That's right. And what I, what I was also. I, I am such a sucker, like guilty pleasure for unconventional cleaning methods. Like one yeah. day I read that you can clean the blades of your ceiling fan with a. Uh, pillowcase so that it doesn't like none of the dust falls. You just like put the pillowcase over the yeah. fan blade, scrunch it down and pull, and there That's you go. It. You got a clean flam blade. So that like I was like I was reading that like in bed at night and I was like, Daniel, like like hitting Daniel. I was like, Daniel <laughs> <"Get laughs> clean your fan blades. <laughs> <laughs> <Daniel>. <laughs> so I happened upon a list of like amazing ways to clean things using dishwasher tablets. So, apparently, you can throw a dishwasher tablet in your toilet and clean your toilet.
2: Oh, or... like in the, in, the, in, the, in the top part? Or, the, like, what is the thing? The, the tank? Oh, actually. <laughs> is it I an upper-decker or a lower-decker? <laughs> <laughs> it's an upper-decker uh, cleaning strategy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wait, why do I feel like if you put it in the wrong one, it would have catastrophic results? (laughs) just like boiling, (laughs) bubbling up. I don't know which one. I should have checked. Um, You can clean your refrigerator with dishwasher tablets. You just get them a little wet and scrub. Uh, Clean your washing machine by chucking in a dishwasher tablet and your garbage cans outside. Oh. It's just a a little fun you can have inside and outside the dishwasher. But... Uh, I figured this topic would get a little bit listy if I just keep naming food you can cook in your dishwasher and whatever. So <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to keep it short and sweet, which is which is great because we got into a much more interesting topic in greater detail. <laughs> <But> <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to end on a game if that's okay with you guys. Let's
2: play
0: okay i have written down i'm gonna keep score with you guys your bullshit oh, i have written down unconventional things people have put in their dishwashers and i want you to tell me whether or not it is recommended to use your dishwasher for this purpose so i'm going to list an item for example golf balls and you are going to tell me is it or is it not okay to clean in your dishwasher got it so this. let's start with that one golf balls
2: recommended yes
0: All right, you're both right. Starting off with one point, both of you. It is recommended to clean golf balls in your dishwasher, but not with plates.
2: Bras. (laughs) Bras? No. Bras. I'm also going to go with no.
0: Damn, guys. You are correct. It is not recommended to clean bras because some of the soaps that you use to clean your dishes could uh, damage the delicate... I oh. guess, fabric that is really? on your bras. But um, apparently it is an appealing option because I guess, number one, people love to clean clothes in dishwashers. I don't I don't know. What the but fuck? Also you because... a washer for that. What the fuck, <laughs> Well, not always. I mean, over the pandemic, I was definitely eyeing my dishwasher. Like, mm, it's better than I quarters.
2: Mean, <laughs> this is a little off topic, but it's still kind of, because you brought up bras. Have you ever heard that you could put like your underwear in freezers and it like apparently kills all the germs and bacteria?
0: Actually, when I worked in retail... They straight up recommended that for washing your jeans. I'm not, like, jeans. I was told to tell okay. customers to do that with their jeans. So weird. I didn't know it works for underwear, but I guess it makes sense. Because the thought is that the it, freezing kills all the germs.
2: I bet that feels great in the summer, too. You put, like, cold freezer underwear <laughs> on. You're like, ooh. <laughs>
1: or is it super stiff Are you're just like, <laughs> That's I not <can't> walk? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that. Okay. Contact lens cases contact lens i'm gonna go with
1: not recommended no not recommended
0: actually you're both wrong according wow. to 1-800-CONTACTS <gasps> that is a way to clean your contact case
1: okay
2: huh i figured the same kind of thing where like residual soaps would like potentially like damage your lenses or something like that
0: yeah i mean i don't wear glasses so
1: i'm not i can be cavalier about what i put in my eyes maybe not <laughs> Uh, having had soap in my eyes from my contact lens, right. where it was like literally soap, like lodged between my eye and contact Ooh. lens, that <laughs> fucking sucks. Yeah. No, no, that's horrible. <laughs> fuck that. No.
0: Okay, we'll take it up with one eight hundred contacts. Yeah. <laughs> How about Legos?
1: Legos? I'm gonna say, say why no not? because the heat, the heat's gonna fuck it up. No. Oh, you think they'll so work? No. I'm gonna.
2: Well, I don't want to say it's recommended. Fuck it. I'll just say recommended.
0: Okay, Gene is correct. Woo! If you are actually, yes, but on but Drew, maybe I should give Drew a point because it is only top shelf only.
2: Oh, so specific. The, yeah, the heat was going <laughs> to fuck up a Lego. The I mean, heat might
0: warp the. I'll give you both a point for that one. I'm feeling in a generous mood. How about a <laughs> okay. keyboard? How about your uh, computer keyboard? No! 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> People have actually tried to clean their laptop <laughs> keyboards. In the with, with the laptop
1: keyboard, what? <laughs> or sorry, you know, detachable Desktop keyboard. Just of- <laughs> <laughs> like throw your laptop in there, <laughs> fuck it. Who
0: cares? Uh, how about finally baseball caps?
2: What's a baseball cap? You
0: like know, what a- you wear in your? Oh oh your oh, hat.
1: like a hat? Um, no, no. You know what? Fuck it. I would be contrary, and I would say yes.
0: That puts Drew in the lead. Ooh. It is actually true. So not only do people recommend cleaning baseball caps in the dishwasher, but they actually make special mesh—maybe not mesh—but they make wire cages to keep your baseball cap in its like shape while it's in the dishwasher. So there okay. is like literal like hardware for you to use when you do a hats-only cycle. So
2: is that the preferred method to just throwing it into the uh, like regular cleaning like laundry machine?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know why – I don't know why that's allowed and bras aren't.
1: You know, like, <laughs> right. to me it's like, like
0: – but it is, it is honestly delicate. recommended.
1: Yeah, bras are delicate.
0: One one final one. I know I thought but, that was the last one, but I've got one yeah. final one. How about Crocs? Oh, 100% yes. Yeah,
2: 100%. absolutely. Recommended. 100%.
0: Crocs are recommended to be washed in the dishwasher top shelf only because the bottom shelf will shrink them.
2: By the way, (laughs) by the way, everyone in my life, well, not everyone, but most people in my life, Crocs are amazing. They're so comfortable. They're the epitome of comfort. I was like, fuck it. Sold. I'll buy a pair. Hate them. Immediately return them. (laughs) Trash footwear. You people are delusional. Get your brains checked.
0: Was it too sweaty? No,
2: they're mean? just they just not comfortable at all. I put them on and I was like, these suck. Like, immediately. Oh and I, was so, I was so excited because people finally convinced me. I was so excited. I was looking forward to them. Trash. Did you buy
0: charms for them?
2: No, thank <laughs> that, goodness. That would have helped. That would have helped. No, it <laughs> would not have helped. Horrible footwear. Would not <laughs> recommend.
0: I, I've always liked Crocs. I don't own any, but I've always liked them.
2: Oof, no.
0: No hatred from me. <laughs> And they're but like, they oh, it's so convenient.
2: Yes, yeah, so is, like, anything else that you can slip on. Like, Crocs are not special. <laughs> what do you wear? I don't know. Like, just, like, regular Skechers slip-ons. And they're wonderful.
0: <laughs> We're going to end it on that note. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
2: I got so <laughs> testy just now. <laughs> Actually,
0: you know what? The parting gift I'll leave you is that some people wash their flip flops in the dishwasher, and that is when I stopped reading because I thought that was disgusting.
2: <laughs> I could see it. I could see it. Not, I wouldn't do it.
0: There you have it. Unconventional uses of a dishwasher.
2: That was fun. No. Who knew? I mean, I certainly didn't. Amazing.
0: No, no, and I do want to know if people would, forget if you have, I want to know if people would try dishwasher salmon.
2: Well, maybe not salmon. Well, I mean, obviously not for me, Sam, but like veggies, but, yeah. I would be interested be like, let's, let's try it. Let's go.
0: Oh, you're braver than I am. I think if somebody told me I cooked this in my dishwasher, I think I wouldn't be able
1: to eat it. <laughs> Just imagine you're just eating it and it just like falls out of your mouth. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, as, as long
2: as I know it was like in a mason jar or whatever, where it's fully sealed. There's no nasty dishwater soap getting in there. Yeah. Like it's
1: literally just a, a cooking process, whatever.
0: Mm, okay. You're good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, the Loudness War or the Loudness Race, it's sometimes called that. I'm just going to call it the war because I like it. Mm, yeah. It's a trend within recorded music to increase audio levels, with subsequently, which subsequently reduces the fidelity of the audio and is believed to reduce the listener's enjoyment. So it's oh, just okay. basically increasing the loudness of it, making it less enjoyable or like is this less dynamic Throughout,
0: Is it like during a single song or is this like a trend over history?
1: So this is a bit of a trend over history. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll, like That's literally okay. the next section. <laughs> okay. So the first fights of the Loudness War, they were actually reported in the 1940s uh, with mastering practices of seven-inch singles. And then this has continued or has been a continuing problem Um, But it resurfaced really in the 1990s with the introduction of digital signal processing and associated CDs. And both of which, you know, really allowed for further loudness. So, for example, once the maximum amplitude of a CD is reached, loudness can be increased further still through signal processing techniques such as dynamic range compression and equalization. Basically, what this means is engineers can apply an increasing high ratio of compression to recording until it more frequently peaks at the maximum amplitude. So basically, you take everything, you know, anyone unfamiliar with compression, you basically smush the highs and lows until you get this very flat bar of of audio, basically, and you get this very tight range. And so if you keep on squishing it and squishing it, you end up with a very low dynamic range, but you end up with everything kind of being louder in general. So that's, that's kind of how compression works. But this is sort of taken to the extreme um, because this is compression is an extremely useful technique. I mean, we use it all the time because we loud, we, we yeah, we loud, we laugh very loudly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It like it like balances your whispers with your shouts into a more exactly balance kind of like exactly. mid range. Yeah, it's nice actually. I love uh, it.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: so yeah, we use compression all the time, but in these extreme cases for for music because I mean we're a podcast, so we're not really we don't have that big of a dynamic range. Um until Sarah problem, laughs. Unless <laughs> Sarah laughs, which is fucking it's it's explosive sometimes. Sorry Sarah. I just <laughs> your laugh can be a little, a little much. Not a little much. It. it could it's just it's just great.
0: <laughs> yeah, but um, anyone listening to our old episodes knows what like, we're struggling mm.
1: with. It. Well, um, in extreme cases, this compression, when used to increase loudness, can actually cause clipping and audio, like audible distortion of the audio if you overuse it. So, anyone familiar with audio will tell you that's a huge fucking problem, and you do not want that in your mix at all, and it should be avoided at all costs. So, modern recordings that use extreme dynamic range compression and other measures to increase loudness sacrifice sound quality for the sake of loudness. So that's kind of a huge problem because you know you, you're just you're getting rid of this huge dynamic range just to have it be louder, and um, you know this escalation of loudness has caused some serious issues with albums that are you know quote unquote victims of the loudness war, and I'll get into those albums a little later. But first, you know, let's hit some history. Let's let's fucking let's get some history behind us let's before we get, dive in. History, history. <laughs> um, so the practice of focusing on loudness in audio mastering can basically really be traced back to, to compact discs mostly, but this practice still did exist before CDs were a thing. Vinyl, of course, was the primary recording medium released initially, and when seven-inch singles were being played in jukeboxes in clubs and bars, the idea was to produce what's called a wall of sound with these mm. devices. You would basically fill the whole room with audio. And so to get that loudness on the vinyl side... This was achieved through techniques such as instrument doubling, where you literally just put the same instrument twice, um, reverberation, and compression, all of which are used to just increase loudness in general. And that's just for bars and, and, and you know, clubs. So when you have normal jukeboxes in like diners and stuff, they have a predetermined volume level that's set by the owner. This means that any record that was mastered louder than other records would inherently instantly stand out. How I imagine this is you're sitting in a diner enjoying, I don't know, a fucking BLT or something. I don't know. A milkshake. Looking- <laughs> a burger <laughs> and fries. Sure, exactly. And then there's a little background noise playing. It's just a little music that's playing in the background. And all of a sudden, bam, a new record hits the needle and it's fucking pumping. You're going to remember that fucking song for sure. And that is the start of the loudness war. Oh my God. It makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes somewhat sense. Yeah, Um, that's unfortunate. So this trend, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, So this trend continued into the 1950s where producers would actually request seven-inch singles that were louder so they would stand out when they auditioned for radio stations. So basically you have these seven-inch singles that were like... Is the
0: idea that if it's loud, they don't have to be talented? Like, you know, if you you hear (sighs) a loud noise, you're not going to be like, oh, but actually the pitch was off. You know, like you know.
1: <laughs> I think it's more of loud is noticeable um, okay if you if you think about you know. I mean this is a very very extreme example but a pin drop versus a gunshot you're going to notice the gunshot you're not going to notice the pin drop but do and you that's just pure. want
2: to notice the gunshot I mean I okay for bad example I guess or hypothetical. yes yeah. you want to notice the gunshot but like do you want <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> do you want to be attracted to like a super loud obnoxious thing compared to I mean I, I, okay this is a bad example all around because nobody cares about a pin drop either but you know what I'm saying yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, n- no, I yeah. know what you're saying
1: but I, I think it's the, the loudness level it's it's not it's not distorting the music completely i mean we'll get into that but Uh. it's not distorting the music completely it's just generally louder and so it's just more noticeable that's that's the whole key here is that it's just like because it's generally mixed louder it's just more noticeable i mean there might be oh sorry
0: i was just gonna add it might be Oh sorry, sorry, <laughs> It might be it might be a bit of an evolutionary element because I've yeah. heard before that when you're born, the only thing you're afraid of is loud noises and falling. Huh.
1: I guess that could be an evolutionary thing then.
2: I was just gonna, say this, gonna this, say this reminds me of, you know how like vines and whatever, like quick videos where people are like, ha funny. Where people try to outdo each other with how loud the background music is or like how loud the reaction is to the point where you're like. Ow, like that hurts yes. my ears. I fucking hate you for yeah. making this. This is what this reminds me of. It's like, look at me, look at me.
1: I got the loud, funny thing, and you're like, it's not funny. It's just annoying at this point. Yeah, yeah. I think I would say that this is kind of similar to that. It's just, it's not, it's not the at the point of annoying. Right. It's just so that it stands out, just it's to just edge it's, out it's, it's... over over yeah. your opponents or whatever or competition. Exactly. Yeah. Your competition. So that that's kind of how I saw it, and yeah. and this this trend really did continue in the 1960s and 70s with compilation albums where, you know, popular hits from different artists and things would all be put on the same album. Some artists noticed that their songs were quieter than other artists and they would then remaster their songs to be louder to compete with those other artists on that album. Jeez. And so you're basically building and building and building up this loudness war and Arms and the race. main the loudness <laughs> race exactly. Um I said arms race. Oh, the arms race. I, I mean, it's both the same thing. I mean, yeah, same thing. Yeah, concept. Yeah. <laughs> the, the main issue is that with producing loudness on vinyl, there's major limitations with vinyl itself. Like, because if you increase loudness so much, it literally becomes unplayable. And this is where CDs really stepped in because they removed that restriction completely and allowed the loudness war to really, really continue. So... We'll begin in the 1990s. I know CDs were used in the 80s, but, you know, we're going to go with mostly the 90s because the 90s were really the loudness war, kind of took place. And um, because also CDs were the main medium of music being distributed in the 90s. Yeah. Um, So the early 90s mastering engineers had learned to really optimize the CD for the medium. So they kind of had some experience in the late 80s, as I said. So again, in the early 90s, CDs with louder music levels began to surface and CD levels became more and more likely to bump up to what's called the digital limit, which is literally the loudest you can be possible. Uh, This resulted in some recordings where peaks would hover around 0 dBFS and occasionally reach it. So this is significant because a dBFS measure is literally the measure as a decibel relative to full scale, and a measure of 0 means that the recording is hitting the digital, like the, the literal digital max hitting that high of a DBFS can cause some serious clipping issues and can even distort your audio, but people were still aiming to hit that. When which you say is a little nuts to me. Would you say clipping, like it cuts out? Is that what that means? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So when when you hit it's like um, I was just about to use an example from work, but that doesn't really <laughs> doesn't apply to a lot of people. So basically when when you have signal, if your signal hits beyond what you can process, it flattens out. And so that's that's what clipping is. Is you're not getting the full range of something. Got it. It's flattening out because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's literally hitting the max. Yeah, got it. So, so like um, saturation. Yeah. It's it, that's exactly what it is. It's it's a it's a, a an audio saturation.
0: Okay, I will admit that when memes have an audio saturation scream in them, I think they are very funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was God damn do. it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't God know why Lizzie. I think audio I think audio saturation's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Beyond just being able to hit the digital max, uh, the concept of making music releases quote-unquote hotter or louder across songs began to appeal to people in the music industry because it was believed that customers preferred louder-sounding CDs. While the increase in CD loudness was gradual through the 90s, some bands opted to literally just push the limits right out. So Oasis's What's the Story Morning Glory averaged a negative 8 dBFS on all of its tracks and for comparison, a -6 dBFS measurement is half of the the half of the digital max. So if you're averaging almost half the digital max for an entire album, that's pretty fucking loud. <laughs> like that's a pretty fucking loud album. Um This is why then, all the
0: old people are like the kids are playing music too loud. Oh
1: my god. Exactly. You're right. Yeah, it, that's exactly it. The music's and music's too loud. Music's too so loud in my ear. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so another notable example during the time is the red hot chili peppers album californication which literally featured clipping there's there's clipping issues in that album really due to just how loud it is yeah yeah there's like there's noticeable yes noticeable clipping what i'd have i I, I mean i'd I'd have to like point in like point out specific things but you know there's clipping issues all right
0: cool cool. i can only i can only think of mellow songs on that album
1: uh well the we'll get into this as to it depends on how you're listening to it because we'll we'll get into that yeah. um okay so so now we move on to the two, we move on to the 2000s where the Loudest war is definitely in full swing especially with some big remasters re-releases and greatest hits collections so a big example that received a lot of coverage in multiple news outlets was Metallica's Death Magnetic album which you know this was it, Basically, the CD version of this album had such high average loudness that it pushed the peaks beyond digital clipping and caused literal distortion of the audio because it was just so <laughs> loud.
0: That's so metal.
1: <laughs> so, Some of you gamer boys and girls may be thinking, that album was DLC for, game, for Guitar Hero 3. And oh. it didn't sound bad there. Well, you're right about that. And that's because it was remastered for Guitar Hero to include a much, much higher dynamic range and reduced clipping, just basically reduced the loudness of it compared to the CD release. Oh,
0: cool.
1: <laughs> the funny thing is, the Guitar Hero release was so, so much better that people actually wanted the Guitar Hero version of yes. the CD uh, like, Fuck, like, I was um, just on about CD. To,
0: oh my god, yeah. I was just about to joke about that. Like, oh, you want the best version of Metallica? Guitar Hero. Guitar Video Hero, games yeah. to the
2: rescue.
1: They, um, check
0: out this bootlegged guitar hero version of
1: the <laughs> <laughs> they, they literally wanted that on cd to replace their official release cds That's and, Amazing. and i actually listened back to the cd version and it is loud it is real loud and i would have wanted the guitar hero version as well and wow um, this is this is unconfirmed because i saw it in a youtube comment so fucking take it as, as oh no it, um <laughs> basically they said that it's it's so much better on guitar hero because it was they were sent an unmastered version of the songs and they were able to remaster it that way versus having it just be the cd version so that's that's i mean that's just like a fucking comment on youtube but i believe that's it just yeah i could see that yeah anyway um the pushback against the loudness war really started to mount and famously guns and roses their album chinese democracy um the artist selected the least compressed version of the album to be released and the mastering en- engineer Bob Ludwig was extremely happy with that decision and basically said that fan and press backlash against the recent heavily compressed recordings finally set the context for someone to take a stand and return to putting music and dynamics above sheer level. So basically it's hey. just he's just shitting on on these these loud albums because what's the point of them? They're they're yeah. reducing dynamic levels for, you know, just loudness. So now we get into the 2010s where pushback against loudness is in full swing. Hell yeah. So so much so, there was a dynamic range day organized to raise awareness against issues of loudness and promote the idea that dynamic music sounds better. What? So, mastering what?
0: That's such a what? weird day.
2: I There's
0: mean, a day for I mean, everything
2: now, Lindsay. Sheesh. Yeah, exactly.
0: well, I guess. When's Go Ask Alice Day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's make <laughs> one. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Today.
1: No. <laughs> oh my god well mastering engineer ian Shepard, um who literally organized the day uh the the dynamic range day cited research that showed no connection between the loudness of an album and the sales of said album and he also showed research that people prefer dynamic range in music compared to loud music yeah and then he ultimately argued that file-based loudness normalization will render this completely irrelevant but we'll get into that just a touch later One of my favorite albums, Daft Punk's Random Access Memories, came out in 2013, which fucking blew my mind when I read that, and it sounds (laughs) awesome. Well, it sounds so awesome because it was deliberately mixed to use less compression and literally sacrifice loudness for the sake of higher dynamic range and just sounding better. Hell yeah. It kind of seems like the trend of loudness sort of peaked in 2005 and was subsequently driven back in the early 2010s as, you know, there's clear evidence of pronounced increase in dynamic range of albums since 2005.
0: I love thinking about just the black eyed peas ruining music.
1: (laughs) Crash. (laughs) I hate them. Well, so it sounds like loudness war is kind of over at this point or is it? Well, actually, yes, it is. Uh, Oh, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because Apple introduced this thing called soundcheck, and their music distribution, which will literally turn down audio levels if they're too loud, Ooh. it will turn it down to a standard level if it's too high. So it's just nice. like it before before it gets released, it's literally getting sound checked and, and turned down. And then this trend continued with streaming services in the 2020s, where literally all streaming services normalized their audio to a specific default level of loudness. Um, though the That's a great does... point.
0: Like, what? when I'm on Spotify shuffling my songs, I never have to be like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, move
1: that yeah. one down. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah, yeah it's yeah. all a default loudness. I love that. Yeah. But then, good for us. But then,
0: like, on YouTube on YouTube or something if I'm yes. listening to music it'll be like crazy all Whoa, over the place yeah,
1: yeah exactly there's no standardization on there but on on all the you know streaming services there's a normalization oh, I do appreciate that the loudness does vary per fla- per platform but it is all standardized so you really can't get the full blast of a 2000 album through the platform anymore like these platforms anymore good good though <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> early 2000s trash well i wanted to get the full blast of it and no! i sure did i sure did because <laughs> i listened to it on youtube and i even i bought a cd drive for my computer and literally plugged it in and listened to some of the old albums that i had that were loud no way um and just to give an idea of of, of fucking loudness but i i have a list of loud albums that were known for reducing sound quality just for loudness and as i said i gave some of them a listen loud for the sake of loud yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so here's the list um we start out with the arctic monkeys whatever people say i am that's what i'm not is a january 2016 album uh black sabbath 13 which is a 2013 album christina aguilera back to basics 2016 <laughs> album God. sorry a 2006 album sorry um, the Cure 413 Dream, which is a 2008 album. Depeche Mode Playing playing the Angel, which is a 2005 album. Duran Duran's uh, titular Duran Duran. Duran
2: Duran? 20- what?
1: <laughs> was not expecting them on there. Yeah, the, the the 2010 remaster was super fucking loud. I can tell you, it's super fucking loud. That's crazy. Um, and then was Seven that in and the your Ragged collection? Tiger. Uh, It's not in my collection, but it is, it is in a collection that I had access to. <laughs> 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 so, all of these are considered loud as heck albums. Yeah. So, if you have the CD releases of them, you can, you can give them a listen and know that dynamic range was sacrificed for loudness. And We'll, we'll take home for you. Little that sounds treasure. awful. <laughs> that sounds awful. It does sound awful. But well, it's true. I, I mean, it's a little true. It is awful. I mean,
0: it's cool to see it's like meta level choices being made. And, yeah. you know, it's like kind of seeing behind the curtain a little bit with songs that you may already be really familiar with. Kind of learning yeah. why. Like I think if I didn't know it was on purpose, I would have thought that this was just like poor audio quality
1: or yeah. just bad yeah. instruments. Or, you right. know,
0: it's interesting to know that it was on purpose.
1: Yeah. Um Death Magnetic is I actually i it, it for some reason it's actually now become one of my favorite Metallica albums, but I listen to the guitar hero versions. So <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it's it's a good album, but it just was ruined by the fact that they just pushed it too loud. Um yeah. So that's uh, that's the loudness war for you. Um, and the audio nerd in me was just like, "Oh yeah, this is super cool." So hopefully you found it a little cool. Yeah, too. that was
2: cool. I, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and I've definitely like heard albums where I'm like, "Ugh, this is really loud." This like, is loud. yeah, <laughs> like I, I hate loud stuff. So like, I've definitely listened to albums before. I'm like, all of these, like all of these agitate me. All of these songs agitate me, and it's probably because yeah. of that, which is crazy. Because yeah, now I have a like a, a reason for like why do I not like these
1: songs? It's probably because of that. They're probably just fucking mixed too loud. Yeah, crazy. I love that.
0: Well, oh, cool. thank you, Drew. This is <laughs> no problem. A, I appreciate knowing the. Um, this this to me kind of satisfies the same thing that when I covered hidden tracks, like it's kind of the same yeah. thing where it's like stuff that you kind of take for granted. Yeah, yeah. Especially in music that that has a lot of input in it that you don't realize. That's
1: yeah, that's really true. <laughs> Very cool.
0: We love hanging out with you guys. No doubt, yeah. you learned something new because how could you possibly be me Drew and Jean put together like how would that even, <laughs> how would that even work <laughs> um, thank you so much swash for our awesome question of the week we got so yeah. many submissions and thank you so 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 much for our awesome start page because that's how we ended up where we did Um, So this whole episode is dedicated to you, and we love you so, so much, except for Gene, who probably only halfway likes you. No, I love him. I just just
2: bust his balls all the time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, if you guys want to join in on the adventure at any stage, we always post our best content in the Discord. And if you're ever shy about joining the Discord, like you've got at least three to four friends waiting for you. And yeah. It's us who you already know. So yeah, come join the discord. There's links to that in our link tree. Um, you can also find it on our Instagram, our Twitter, pretty much everywhere that we're online. So that's go ask Alice pod on Twitter, go ask Alice podcast on Instagram, uh, which it has been a little bit more maintained. Yeah. Uh, that's twitch.tv slash If you want some more of Gene Sarah you. web science on TikTok. And, um, we love Swash. We,
2: we love do love swash.
1: swash. Bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Am I short sword? Oh, what a sucking, what a fucking thing. Sucking thing, Jesus. Sucking thing.
0: Oh. <laughs> Let's do this sucking thing. <laughs>